Hey, 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 you with the Ren McQueen? She's a fucking vibe. Come on in, take a seat, let's fucking chat. And if you're driving, fucking eyes on the road, man. Eyes on the road. It's funny because my girlfriend just, um, she had this car and, um, she held on to it till it completely fell apart. She bought a brand new, she'd had it for well over 10 years. I think it was like 15 or something. Anyway, she upgraded it and we're in the same age space in our 40s. And um, she has no kids, so there's no need to, you know, worry about if a car seat or a fucking child's going to fit in the back seat. And she's determined to buy a, um, a manual transmission vehicle, which are hard to get nowadays, right? I mean, back in the day, that's all there really was. Like, that's what I was driving. Um, we all grew up learning how to drive them. Like, if you know, like, it's just fucking part of it. I could drive a manual transmission. I could drive a fucking... Fucking anything. My ex-husband made sure I could drive any vehicle I got into. Anyway, and um, she was telling me, I've got to have this manual transmission. I've fucking got to have it. Not all cars have it. I want to have this manual transmission, right? So to her, break, just fucking go into automatic. We live in Melbourne. Traffic's shit. It's crazy. And she's like, no, fuck that. Fucking automatic drivers are just lazy. Drives lazy driving, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So I gave we give each other shit all the time, but she was determined to buy a manual transmission and a nice sporty looking car. So she buys this um, WRX, fucking insane car, like this is a sexy little car she's bought. And um, she's cracking me up because she's gone from sort of a an older, much older vehicle straight into a WRX and she's been complaining because the fucking thing speaks to her. She said like a... <laughs> Like, back when you got a car back in fucking 15 years ago, they didn't fucking speak. You were lucky if they had electric windows, you know. And now this car speaks to us. Every time her eyes start off the road, fucking tells her to... The girls at her, pretty much. Tells her to put her fucking eyes on the road. Um, <laughs> which is really good. I actually think it's handy. It would annoy the shit out of me, 100%. But anyway, it's the one thing she complains about in this car. So, um... Anyway, eyes on the road, fucking stay focused. We're listening to me, not looking at me, looking at the road. And um, anyway, that was my little jam. So this week, like last week we spoke about, I was telling you guys about how I get mad anxiety. And like I have two sort of, well I have three people that are my go-to for these conversations. Really private, intimate conversations. And one of them specifically, I really go into depths with her about what's going on with me. And, and it's great to just take the time to break your trauma down um, and what you're going through, right? And I said to her, I just feel like I'm still dealing with trauma from my first marriage. Like, I still feel like I'm dealing with that. And um, it's interesting because you think that, um, <sighs> you know, like you you leave a, a marriage that wasn't great and um, and you heal from that marriage and you're kind of done. It's not, it's that fucking onion, like, I swear to God, it's, it's layers upon layers. So it's like, I've done all this healing and I've healed from that marriage. And then I've healed from the big things. But now we're at this layer where it's all the tiny little things that led up to the big shit. And so I'm getting new realisations of what happened with me in the time and making peace with me. So when you're dealing with one huge trauma, you know, you've got to break down the layers and go through all the little things to 
to kind of clean up the mess and clean up the trauma of it. It's not like you just go, well, I had this really shitty marriage and now I don't. And, you know, like, I've walked away from it and now I'm more healed. It doesn't fucking work like that. It's all the tiny little intricate things that, all the little tiny moments that come forward in your memory that <sighs> you then have to look at individually. So it's like breaking it right down to the core issues of what was going on and how I was feeling and what I was going through and what behaviour I felt like I was allowing and just shit. It was it was fucking shit and um, you know that's that's been a big thing. It's been a big thing is going through and dealing with the finer details of any particular trauma that you're dealing with. Getting right down to that level is really important but the one thing I love about all the work that I've done is A I have tools and I have experience and I have so much self-awareness it's not even funny that I know now what I can cope with and what I can't I also know now that wearing a mask to be around certain people or to have them in my space is not necessary I just don't have them in my space in the past, I would mask it. I'll wear this mask and to allow myself to feel safe and feel okay being in the presence of people I did not want to be in the presence of, right? Um, and I wore that mask reasonably well. I wouldn't say I wore it great, but I wore it well. Um, could have worn it better, you know. <laughs> But when we're wearing that mask, you know, for me, when I was wearing it, my anxiety would kick in and I was never authentically, truly myself. The second I would drop it, my authenticity came through. And so when I'd get face to face with people and be in altercations that were uncomfortable and my truth was right there and the mask was gone, um, I was really in that, in that moment where I felt like I was completely in control and in my power. But I don't like wearing a mask. I don't like being in these situations. So I'm actively now choosing not to be in them. Um, because fuck that mask and fuck that bullshit and fuck that person. Straight up. Right? And this is, I'm not just talking about one person. I'm just talking about people in general. I don't, um, I don't want to wear this mask anymore. I don't want to be this fucking person that, you know, sucks it up. I, I haven't got it in me and all it does is breed more trauma and I'm not about it I'm trying to clean my mess up not fucking make a bigger one right so I look back and think how the fuck <laughs> how the fuck was I doing that badly that's how I was doing it you know, and I was convincing myself the whole time I'm doing it I'm okay, I'm okay as long as this mask is on I'm good, like I'm good I was walking around acting like I was real fucking tough, like real tough, um, and that I could take anything, I could take any hit, and what was happening when I was in that space, and when I talk about take any hit, that's emotional, spiritual, physical, any hit, I could take it. The problem is, is when you're wearing that mask, and that's what you're putting out to the universe, then people hit you. You give people permission to hit you because, and I'm not talking about just physically, I'm talking about people come at you with negativity and aggression or whatever it is, abuse. 
um, when you're wearing that mask, you are you are saying, you know, you are inviting it a little bit because you're saying, I can take it. I'm not saying you deserve it because you don't deserve it. What I'm saying is the mask you're wearing is what you're putting out into the universe and what you put out is what you'll get back. So I'm working hard. I've been working really hard and I really fucking struggle in this arena of being more of a lady. <laughs> and if you know me, you're like, I can be a lady. I can 100% be a lady. So fuck you. But... It's about being more in that feminine space and um, not wearing that mask and just cruising around the world and making it clear that I can't, I can't take those hits, I can't take this shit anymore, I, I don't have it on me anymore. And it's not easy. But we all have a mask, we wear and um, choosing to live your life without it is fucking difficult. And what's making it easier for me now is all the healing I've done. It's all the self-awareness I've gained. It's all the holding myself accountable in spaces I need to have been held accountable. It's making peace with the people of my past. And making peace with those people does not mean having them in my life. Making peace with those people does not mean that they get to hang out with me and have coffee and be in my personal space. It doesn't mean they even get to have access to my phone number. What it means is I'm okay. I'm I'm okay. Like I, I, I got through the other side of you and your shit and I'm okay. And I'm moving forward and you're no longer dominating or renting space in my head. See, healing's going to afford you a new life. Healing is going to give you a new appreciation of the world and of people and of your life journey and of your future. And it's going to drive you to make plans based more around what you want to do, not what your ego is telling you you need to do to post awesome pictures on social media it's going to give you more awareness to other people and what it does is it stops you from getting your feelings hurt so bad see I was using the mask to stop myself from having hurt feelings masks and walls yeah thinking everything ricocheted off fucking didn't every single fucking word that came at me well before my healing started it soaked into me like a fucking water into a thirsty sponge, man, I tell ya. I soaked it all in. And um, it fucking killed me. It killed me. <laughs> it broke me. And now, if people are shit-talking me, I'm, I, I don't know. I stuff. Well, I do. I actually do. I found out um, this week that someone that hates me, I, I don't even, and, and I, I'm not fucking exaggerating this, man. This person hates my guts. And I, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It's, it entertains me. It only entertains me because I think, well, you're only hurting yourself. You're not fucking hurting me by hating me, so do you. But they were mocking my um, podcast and my book, um, Hold My Soul by Rhea McQueen. They were mocking it. And I'm laughing because the entertaining thing is, is, so... 
pre all the healing, that would have hurt me. That would have hurt me. It would have driven me nuts. I would have been going, fuck this, you know. And I, it would have been ugly. My reaction to it would have been really, really quite full on. Um, and then I would have felt embarrassed. Like, they've seen my work and now I'm embarrassed because I've exposed myself to my haters. Now, I just laughed. I laughed because I thought, first of all, how can you fucking um, knock something you've not listened to or read? Let's be honest. And second of all, don't give a fuck, man. Like, this is what healing affords you. It affords you a new attitude towards people. It affords you a new attitude towards life. So for me, I focus on what I'm doing. I don't focus on people that don't like me. I don't focus on people that would bring negative energy. I focus on me and what I'm doing. And setting myself big goals so I can have a big life, you know, a life that I want. And in the past, I've kind of been driven to prove my haters wrong, right? I'm going to fucking prove you wrong, like, fuck you. Um, and now I'm not, a, I'm not about it, I don't give a fuck. It does not matter what I do. It does not matter what I fucking do. Um, people are going to knock it. They're going to especially people that don't like me they're gonna fucking tear it to shreds do you man do you but what does healing give me it gives me a, an appreciation of the fact that um the fact that my work is on your radar shows that my work is growing there is growth in this arena because it's finding its way into your peripheral vision yeah so you can knock me all you like but clearly my work is reaching you and um, that's growth. That's growth for me. So have at it, honey. <laughs> Rip it apart. <laughs> Fuck. Um, do you rest? What, 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 what? They're going to... What? You can't stop me from podcasting. You can tear up 16 copies of my book. But in order to tear them up, you have to buy them. So, and hey, I can't control what people do with my book once they buy it. That I have no control over. <laughs> but anyway, what does healing give you? What healing gives you other than the stock standard shit, you know, peace, tranquility, clarity, tools. It gives you... What's it, what it's given me is I was raised, right, um, thinking and believing that I never finished anything. It was like this internal fucking dialogue going through my head. You don't finish anything. And this internal dialogue rolled through my brain over and over and over and over and over my whole life. And so when I started achieving stuff and like doing stuff and completing it on a big scale where it was very noticeable, I was like, fucking hey, check me out. Like, fuck, I, I did that. And it was a huge moment. And I gave it awareness and I celebrated it, right? I'm like, fuck, I actually fucking finished that. Look at me go. And the more I did that the more I you know look would start something and finish it the more determined I was to start more stuff and finish it so it was like a snowball a snowball effect happened it was like okay I started this I finished it I want to start something else and finish that too because I was chasing that good feeling right I was chasing that fucking a feeling of achievement and being proud and all those sorts of things so I just kept starting and finishing stuff right boom 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 and it ended up being starting and finishing the book. And that was 
mad. That was massive. Um, but you know what was interesting is I went from being this young woman that would like live in this space of, oh, don't bother starting it because you'll never finish it, to a woman that sat down, wrote a book, went through it with the editor, more more hours spent with the editor than there ever should have been. But anyway, we did good, but can finished it. But when I walked into writing the book, there was never an option to never finish it. Like I never at one point doubted that I would finish this book. And that's where the growth is. I'm no, I, and I noticed it because I was going, you know, people were going, fuck, that's hard, you know, to sit down and actually commit to writing a book and write it beginning to end. And then there were other people that were saying, oh, if I wrote a book, it would be this good and it would be the, we'll write the book, you know, don't, don't talk to me about if you would, you didn't. So let's just worry about the books that have been written. But for me, I look at it and think, the growth I've had in my personal space even around that is huge. It's fucking huge. And now I'm like, okay, well, what are we starting next? Instead of just focusing on dealing with what's happening at hand, I'm always now <laughs> trying to start something to finish it, to have that good feeling. But now when I start it, I don't start it with the goal to finish it. I start it knowing I'm going to finish it. And this is how I've broken that ugly thought pattern and this is what healing has given me. The knowing that when I start something, I finish it. It's also given me peace around being able to say to myself, fuck, I'm proud of me. Because actually saying nice things to myself was something I could never do. You know, it's like, oh, you can't say that about yourself. That makes you vain. Or you're stuck up if you think you're you know, your work is good, or you think you're better than everyone. This is the narrative that was coming at me. So then when good, I'd, I'd achieve stuff and be really proud of myself, I'd hide it. I'd be like, oh, nah, because I don't want people to say all this shit. Now I celebrate it because if this is your attitude, that's your attitude. I don't give a fuck. See. So, the thought patterns changed and then the behaviours changed and now the narrative in my brain has changed. It's all morphing into this really positive space. So I run in this arena and it's like, I said to my girlfriend, oh, my girlfriend was here beginning of the year. Now this girl has been my ride and die for over 20 years, right? And um, we raised our kids side by side and we sit back and um, <laughs> we... <laughs> We've had some fucking moments, this girl and I tell you. This is the one thing I will say. When I say ride or die, I mean ride and nearly died. Um, <laughs> she was fucking amazing. And anyway, while she was here, she said to me, girl, I want to travel. Because she knows I love travelling. I was like, oh yeah, no, you should. That would be awesome. And she was saying, oh, I want to go to Fiji. And I, you know, and look, when you're living in Melbourne or you know, in Australia or New Zealand, Fiji's a nice start. It's, and I love it there. I fucking love it there. I said, you should totally go, it's awesome, you know, I can recommend a few places. She's like, well, I want you to come with me. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool, I'll come, you know, like, fuck, you want to travel, buddy, mate, so I'm, yep, I'm fucking there. So I straight away, I was like, yep, let's do this, and we're in the process of booking this trip right now, right? And um, I'm loving it. The old me, the unhealed version of me, would have gone, oh girl, I don't know if I can. I've got to ask permission. I've got to actually ask and check in that this is going to be allowed or it's going to be okay. Right? Because 
I was in a space where I had to clear everything like that and um, or I would have just said turn up because I knew that I couldn't do it. I wouldn't just, no bueno, this wasn't going to fly, you're not doing that, right? I knew that. So I was just like, yep, sweet as, I'll be there. I sat down and I was telling my husband, look, you know, this is what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, go, have fucking fun, you know. Let me know how you line it up. If you need me to take time off work, I'll take time off work, okay? Now, <sighs> this is what I mean, growth. If I had asked my husband permission to go, he would have looked at me like, it offends him. In the past, when I've asked him permission, to do anything it offends him because he's like you're a fucking adult if you want to go and do something do it like you know you know our financial status you know everything that's going on in the family you know if it's doable if you know it's doable then just do it like don't what are you I'm not your dad like what the fuck are you ask me permission for and that created issues in our relationship but that's how I used to be I used to be like shit scared to ask and I used to feel like I had to ask permission I fucking lived in a relationship and in a life with my with before I met my husband where I felt like I had to ask permission even though sometimes I just didn't bother with the whole asking and like ask permission now I just asked for forgiveness later like it just got to that point where I was like no I'll just fucking do what I want and ask for forgiveness later um I don't hesitate if I know we can do it, I just say yes. I don't have to, you know, and like I speak to my husband about it and I know the boundaries in my marriage. I know the boundaries with him. I know that I already knew that this was okay. I already knew we could financially do this and it wasn't going to affect the family. Like, I have all that knowledge and I never had that in the past. And I feel like, um, instead of trying to be in control all the time and fighting for that, being in that power struggle and trying to be the boss and all of that, being in a relationship and that that is more equal um, has come from a lot of my growth. It's come from a lot of my healing. Don't get me wrong, like I said, I've married a fucking unicorn. But on top of that, I had to learn to stop asking. I had to learn to stop treating myself like a second-hand citizen in this marriage and like a, I had to stop... Um, treating myself like a child and expecting that that's what he wanted from me. I had to learn to stop this behaviour because this behaviour was me. It was me. It was never him demanding it. It was always me presenting it in that manner. So with the healings come the confidence that I, I'm actually an adult and I can do whatever and we have one child that's our, both of our responsibility. This is his child and my child. We have one child, if I want to tap out for a week and he tap in and be the full-time parent, then that's what we're going to do. Like, <laughs> this is your kid, bro. Like, I don't have to explain it to him. See, I wanted to chase a lot of dreams back when I was young. I wanted to achieve a lot. I wanted to get out there and work. But the reality was the space I was in, it was my responsibility to then organise childcare and all those sorts of things for me to do that, which in itself is not equal. That was never equal. Yeah, it was both of our jobs to do that. And if I had to take, you know, like if one of the kids was sick, it would have always been me that had to take the time off. And it was because AI wouldn't have earned as much money as 
for my first husband but the reality was was I didn't even get a chance to have the growth in a career or in a job place to get up to that level of income where it would become more financially equal and the reality was is in that marriage what was happening was I was fighting for equality and I was fighting against the odds so like it was never going to happen it was never ever going to happen and I was fighting and demanding respect instead of commanding it by how I was behaving and I think I just got into this space where I just fucking gave up. I was just, I was just like, you know, well, it doesn't matter what I do. It's always going to be like this. And I just kind of gave up on the whole thing. So when you bounce from one to another, you know, you bounce from one life to another and you start healing in the new space, your behaviours change and your expectations of people change and who you become, you start to like. Like, I fucking started really liking me. For the first time, I was like, oh my God, bitch, all this healing... I'm starting to like who I am instead of hate me like I fucking actually like me this is cool like I was really enjoying it and I used to sit there and look at my husband and think fuck you know how did I get so lucky you know I used to think fuck do I even deserve you yes I fucking do I look at it now and I'm like yeah <laughs> like, I'm an amazing wife all I needed all I needed was space. Space, patience and understanding. That's all I ever needed. And that's what I got. I got a man that gave me those things and it allowed me space to heal. Don't get me wrong, I did the work. But he afforded me the space to do the work and that was what was really important. So now I've got this life that is ahead of me that I'm excited about. I feel very free in my space. I don't feel restricted. And there's so many reasons healing is worth it. Even though it's hard. Even though you get into these spaces like I was been jumping in and out of mad anxiety the last couple of weeks. And while I'm going through these more intricate parts of my marriage... I, my, not my marriage now, my first marriage, and that I've come out of it and I'm settled and I'm like, you know what, I think I'm done. Like, I think we're done with this. Like, this is great. Like, I actually, and look, fuck, maybe I'm not. But for right now, I'm done. But I'm so proud of myself. I don't look back on that, that last few weeks where I was just sort of dealing with what I felt like were loose ends, right? I felt like they were just the loose ends from all the major healing. I sit back and I just think I'm so fucking proud of me man like I fucking fought through it I faced it I worked through it I did the thing and now I'm on the other side and I'm really looking forward to life I'm really looking forward to the rest of my fucking life knowing that I can do what I want um plan what I want and create a life that we're all happy in I've started getting this profound respect that I deserve time out. Like I deserve to step out and be just me and focus on just me sometimes. It can't always be about everybody else. Sometimes I have to take a, take a beat and worry about me. And I love that. The other thing healing's afforded me is, right, so, <laughs> sorry, I went to um I went to a fucking Starbucks and grabbed a coffee before I started this because I was out picking up 70 other things because I'm a fucking mum. Mm. 
but right so get this i went to my first grandbaby's baby shower fucking loved it i i, I loved it because it could have been the worst baby shower in the world i'm telling you i would have loved it because it was my first grandbaby's baby shower and i was just like oh my god um <laughs> it was fucking beautiful this this oh this baby shower was fucking beautiful and it was a magic day anyway they had the games out and stuff and back in the day i would never like i never played those games i was like yeah i'm not i'm not playing games fuck that and um i just didn't want to embarrass myself and I think it was because I had dealt with so much criticism that I'd never ever let my guard down enough to get involved in stuff that would be quite fun. But we had this baby shower and they presented us with these games. They were fucking cool. And look, you're stock standard baby shower games, um, but they were really fun. And they came around and they were like, oh, do you want to play the game? I was like, yeah, I'll play. I wanted to play because I was... I wanted to play because it was fun and also I wanted to play because it's important there's been um it's not about me you know like it's important that the day goes well for the for the new mum and dad it's just important right and you know it sucks when you have an event and you have games and no one wants to play it's like fuck you anyway I wanted to so I grabbed my one of my my extra kids and um, we do this fucking toilet paper nappy thing, right? We fucking won, by the way. Just wanted to put it out there. Like, we fucking won. But I actually enjoyed it. I had some fun with it. It was really cool. And I was like, this is really fucking cool. Like, and played all the games. Had a good time. But unhealed me would have never let my guard down. For critique. Humiliation. The potential. And I would have missed out. I was like, I would have been like, I'm not embarrassing myself. I'm not giving anyone any more ammo to start their shit on me. Right. But I would have sat in the corner miserable as fuck and it would have shown. It would have shown. But the reality is I'm about to be the gra a grandmother. And if I don't get my head right, you know, like if I don't get in the game, which I mean, fuck, I am in the game. Don't worry. Am I going to be like too proud to have... A grandbaby want to paint my face? Am I going to be too proud to, you know, not have fun? Like, I'm entering back into the world of children. I don't have small kids anymore. We're entering back into the space. And I want to be able to... Oh, the, oh, the goal was always to give my grandchildren a much better, more healed version of me than my children ever got. And if that's the one thing I can give my kids is a better version of me for their kids, then I will fucking work up my ass off for that. For me, it's something I want to actively do. And um, like I said, I was a good mum. I wasn't the best mum. I was a good mum though. Um, but I never felt like... I look back at it and I think there were more times I could have been silly with them. There are more times I could have let my guard down with other people and just let my kids just paint my face and fuck it, who cares? You know, I never I never did those things enough. It's not that I never did them, it's I never did them enough. And that was because I was wearing this mask and I was just trying to be this whole other person I wasn't. And they suffered for that. And I'm not down for that anymore. You know, so the healed version of you comes forward and you start liking them. Like, I would rather play 16 of those baby shower games than sit in a fucking corner sulking. 
Man, it was a beautiful fucking day. Like, fucking beautiful day. And this is the thing, right? If you do not do the work and start the healing and start looking at stuff and get uncomfortable, you will never have the peace and be able to be present in the moments that matter. Like, it only clicked with me that day. Like, this is how fucking... I am. Like, I was definitely not fucking... Obviously not on my fucking peak fucking intellectual moment. I'm sitting there and I'm looking around at this beautiful little event. I went, oh my god, in 12 months' time... You know, just a little over 12 months' time, we'll all be back together for her, you know, first birthday. And it it sort of hit me like, wow, that's right. All these moments to celebrate. And I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fucking great. Like, (laughs) bring it on. But I can appreciate it on a different level. I really can. So the healing, guys, is fucking worth it. It is so worth it because on the other side of all that anger, all that rage and all that pain and all that hurt is your life, is happiness, is peace, is the ability to give people a better version of you, give you a better version of you and a person that you fucking look in the mirror and you actually like. Like I... I don't know, I sit here and I think, how the fuck did I do being so angry and so riddled in fucking pain for so long? How did I live? And the the reality is I wasn't fucking living. I was just surviving. I was just suffering in this space of time and I was just not good. And then I was taking all that pain and I was painting everyone else with it. And that's not fair either. And making peace with that version of myself was really tricky. It was really hard to sit back and go, take accountability for what was yours and accept the fact that you were out of control for what others have done to you to bring you into this space. And forgiving myself was super hard um because when I wore the mask I wasn't weak I was strong I was like fucking it was my armor um but it was never who I was so I was never this tough person I've never been that person it's just who I had to become and who I chose to become to protect myself but the reality is as I wasn't protecting shit I was just creating a bigger fucking mess And it's just, I look at it and think, how fucked would my life be if I'd done none of the healing? How fucked would I be? I fucking hate to fucking imagine, to be honest. So when you get on the other side of this healing, or you're really deep into it and you can start seeing changes within yourself and you can start seeing the sun rising over the fucking hills and you start going you know what I'm going to start making goals and I'm going to start chasing my dreams and I'm going to start doing all these cool things when you actually start planning them out 
and you start achieving them, fuck. Dude, honestly. And then because you're not wearing the mask anymore and you're not this angry person, you stop attracting those kind of people. You start attracting people that are nicer and kinder and just decent fucking people. And the universe, literally, the healing in the universe kind of just starts squeezing out all the rest. You know, like all the people that don't need to be in your life. It's almost like it compresses and just pushes them out. And um, all of a sudden you're vibing just with happy people. You're actually vibing with great people. And you literally do what I did. You just wake up one day and go, how the fuck did my life become this? Like, <laughs> like how did I get from here to here? Like, what the fuck was going on? But this is what I'm trying to say is healing is worth it there's a lot of fucking great shit on the other side of it and it's worth fighting for it's worth fighting for the life you should have not the life you fucking you know the life you have now trust me it's tough when you're in the thick of healing it is tough but the on the other side of that is the life you should have always had and it's fucking cool it is cool over here guys like they say the grass isn't always green, and the grass is fucking bright green over here. It's not perfect all the time, and this is the thing. Don't sit there and expect your life to be all of a sudden magically perfect. You've done your healing, all good, move on with your life. Painful things are still going to happen, but you are going to be able to be in a space in your head where you can handle it and deal with it accordingly, and deal with it in real time instead of bearing it. And that's where the beauty of it comes, because you stop being scared of pain you just stop and gaining all this understanding around why shit's the way it is and why you respond the way you do and educating yourself that's fucking important too you know like um I learned a lot about trauma bonding um over the last few months and I didn't realise that's what was happening like that's what had happened I'd created these unhealthy bonds with people um, based on trauma and once I actually explored what trauma bonding was and then related it back to certain people in my life it was when I realised fucking hey this is actually what I've been doing and I'm not fucked in the head like this is a real thing like and gaining that understanding is really important too. It fucking helped me heaps. So I was sitting there going, this is why I've kept you around because of this tr fucking ugly trauma bond. Now how do I break that? And then actively work at doing that. <laughs> Realising that I don't need the other person to participate to end that, break that bond. I just need to be fucking working on it myself. It made me feel less crazy and I think that's <laughs> key when you... When you're fucking dealing with a lot of stuff and you're angry and you're shitty and you're, you know, you sit there and you think you've gone, you've gone fucking crazy. And educating yourself in these spaces is really important because it stops that I'm crazy narrative going on in your head. You're not fucking crazy. And the more you explore these things like trauma bonding and stuff like that and educate yourself the more you can see how you've created this pattern in your life, like I have a pattern where trauma bonds was everything because the reality is, is it's the only way I knew how to bond with another person. 
it's fucked, yeah. But the second you stop doing that, like you relate to it and you stop doing it, like it's it's like it's night and day. See, I'm all about education. I'm all about education, but I'm about education in the right ways. And um, I run on this thing where I just trust my gut. I follow my instincts. I fucking trust my gut completely. And when I made the decision to do that years ago, um, this was pre-fucking pandemic. Um, a couple of years before that, actually, where I made this conscious decision to just, you know, trust my gut. Um doing that meant I had to sort of literally drop my walls as well um trusting my gut and then educating myself at the same time was key because I needed to hone in my intuition skills and I needed to learn how to trust myself to make good decisions again. And I think that was really important with the intuition side of things is because through all the trauma and all the pain and all the stuff that I dealt with, some of it, a lot of these people I'd brought into my life myself, right? Or I'd kept in my life for too long. I then had stopped trusting myself to make good decisions. And when you start following your instincts and realizing that your head was controlling the decision making process not your instincts that you actually do have the ability to make good decisions that's a game changer because that then boosts your confidence and the confidence boost then allows you to push forward through the hard moments and it comes down to the work and it comes down to believing that you have the ability to move into a more healed space. Because if you're really dealing with a lot of unhealthy relationships and and you're dealing with a lot of trauma via other people, you you have lost the ability to trust yourself. You've lost the ability to trust other people. And rightly so. Like I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say you're fucking wrong for that because you know, you have made bad decisions yourself and you have been around bad people and you've let them stay too long or you've invited them in. Right? But that's the black and white surface version of it. When you break everything down and go through the healing process and you realise that, yes, as true as these statements are, that you allowed it and you had these people in there too long and for some you invited them in, that... There was a lot of manipulation and a lot of bullshit going on that was keeping you in that space. And taking accountability for your part you played in your own painful experience is really important. It's where you start finding that confidence again. You know, to take steps to move forward into deeper healing and steps to move forward into bigger things because you know how to take accountability for your own part you played in the pain that happened to you and the trauma that happened with you. There is some trauma where it's 150,000% not your fault. There is those, <coughs> those traumatic things that, that was never your fault. So there's nothing to take accountability for. regarding the event but if you are actively choosing not to deal with the pain and the trauma then you're actively choosing not to heal and you're actively choosing to have the space that you're in right now 
we may we may not be a hundred and fifty thousand percent responsible for the pain that happened to us and the trauma that happened to us, but we are the only ones responsible for healing it. It is up to us to heal from our past. It's not up to anyone else to heal us. It's, we've got to do that. And that's where taking accountability for your trauma is huge. You've got to actually do it yourself. No one's coming to do it. Being in a, an abusive home or an abusive relationship, you look at those people to heal you. You look at them, you look at them and go, well, there was times where you showed me great love and you showed me you, you're a safe space and you've showed me <clears throat> you're wonderful. So you stay with this person thinking that those parts of them will shine through again and they'll be a big part of healing you. They're never going to heal you. No one is. It is 100% on you. So even though you can't be held responsible for the trauma, you can be held and need to hold yourself responsible for the fact that you're not doing the work to heal from it. And it's, it's I'm not judging, it's hard. It's fucking hard. But it's just taking that first step in and then not fucking stepping back out. It's taking that first step in and keep going and going and going and going. Because the further and you get, the harder it is to go back. You just stop. You just stop looking back after a while. So as much as it's not your fault that this traumatic event happened to you, if you're not actively seeking help and support and healing around that, then you can't hold anyone else accountable for it, but yourself. People can make the doctor's appointment for you to see a psychologist or a GP or whoever to kickstart something, but they can't make you go. They can't make you do the work. Relying on other people to save you is ridiculous. It's never going to happen. No one is fucking coming. No one is coming. And I think this is something that I frustrates me the most is when I speak with people one-on-one, -on -one, I'm like, no one's coming though, dude. Like, you have to do this yourself. No one is fucking coming. People will be there to hold you and support you through it, but they can't do it for you. That That's not going to happen, so you have to get the fuck up and you have to do it. There's no fucking easy way through. <coughs> Sorry. There's so much to balance. But accepting the fact that this is the space you're in now and that it is a crazy space and there is a lot to balance and it's going to feel like chaos and confusion and you're going to have to constantly work on aligning your life to fit into it and you're going to have to, you know, respect the fact that your head is going to be chaos sometimes and your home is going to be chaos sometimes and shit's going to get messy and you're going to be crying and you're going to be emotional and you're going to be in your feelings and then you're going to be the happiest bitch or the happiest man in the world and then you're going to be the most depressed fuck there was ever born crying in the shower or fucking crying on your way to work or just hiding in your bed because you don't want to look at the world accepting that healing is messy is the biggest thing it'll get you through celebrating when you are at your ugliest because you're healing it's fucking awesome. Like when I'm in my pajamas, I'm gross. I fucking, I'm lying on my bed and I'm fucking messed up and I'm processing and I'm processing. I'm processing. 
I get up, I have my shower and I get along, get on with life and stuff. I always look back at that time where I was ugly and messy and gross. I'm so fucking proud of me because I gave myself permission to be in that space. I don't need permission from anyone else to fucking do anything. And when I'm in these spaces, I'm proud of me because I'm doing the work. I'm feeling the emotions. I'm processing. I'm processing fucking pain. I'm processing trauma. And I give myself permission to do that. And I, that's fucking, to me, perfect. That, to me, that's awesome. I'm proud of me in those moments. And then when I'm finished, I get up and I fucking work and I <clears throat> make dinner if I've got to make dinner and I clean and I fucking look after my kids and I be present in the moments I have to be present in. And I'm good. Because I can't be this fucking version all the time. I mean, the mental load, they say, I was watching it, I watch it all the time, the mental load on a mother, right? The mental load on men is huge too. And I think that that is really underestimated, that the mental load on, on adults in general is huge. You can't just sit there and say, well, the mental load on women is bigger than the mental load on men. As a woman, I can say I feel the mental load very heavy, but I can't say my husband doesn't have the same sort of mental load on him because I'm not in his fucking head, so how can I say that? I know there's a mental load on my husband. I'm very aware of that. Do I know what it is? No. Does he tell me? No. Does he want to tell me? Not really. And he doesn't tell me what his mental load is, just as I don't tell him what mine is, because... We're both carrying a mental load of our own. We don't want to be then carrying other people's. Like, he's not telling me shit because he doesn't want me to carry his mental load as well and take that on. But just because the, the society space is that a lot of women are at home raising their children when their kids are young and working and doing this sort of, you know, they're all over the joint, that they carry the biggest mental load. Men carry a huge mental load. And half the time, the load, like for me, my husband, I am shooting, in, shooting the shit here and I'm shooting in the dark, but I know um, just from conversations we've had, part of my husband's mental load is making sure I'm okay as the person that carries the home. And works. He doesn't like it when I'm not okay. He doesn't like it when I'm fucking mentally or physically not doing well. He does not like it. That's a mental load he carries. We can't, we've got to stop this narrative that only women carry a mental load. Because that's a load of fucking shit. Men carry a very big mental load as well. And respecting the fact that both carry a different type of mental load. And we don't get to decide whose mental load is bigger. It just is. It's big for each person. Yeah, because that's fucking important. Women, we like to express our emotions. We like to go crazy. We like to go hysterical. We like to cry, scream, yell, throw shit. That's what women do. I know I did it when my kids were little. Um, I don't do it now. But but then in saying that, hands down, I fucking threw a shit fit last week. Don't get me wrong. When I want to be a fucking hysterical bitch I can be a hysterical bitch <clears throat> it's not often not often at all these days but she went there last week um just because men aren't doing that it 
and losing control in that way, it doesn't mean that they're not feeling it. And I feel like, and this is my opinion, and I fucking, and I, you will not hear me stutter when I say this, men don't have permission to have a mental breakdown. No one gives it to them. They are bred and trained and raised that they don't do that. Whereas women, women are crazy, right? <laughs> Just look at it, you know. Men are raised where they don't cry. They don't have permission to, you know, if a man gets explosive in a marriage or in a relationship, he's violent. That's deemed abuse, okay. Their mental load is huge and they are raised not to express it, whereas women... Women are expected to express it. Like, if they don't express it, there's something wrong with them. So, until a point where it's just, like, people are making fucking TikToks and reels and stuff about how crazy women are. Right? So, we have permission by society, and it is expected for us to express ourselves. Whether it's in a healthy way or not, it doesn't matter. We're still, we're encouraged to express ourselves. Whereas men don't have that permission from society to express themselves. And when they do, they normally express it in ways that are really aggressive because I've held it in that long that they just don't know how to do it. They did, Men don't know how to like just cry and not get mad with themselves and not get frustrated and not have their masculinity challenged. And I will say the generation we're in now, men are definitely giving each other permission to do that, which is fucking great. Men are actually making this more normalised. But you want to see a man break into a thousand pieces? It's ugly. It's, it's ugly. It's ugly because not only are they breaking in front of you, they're getting enraged with themselves for doing that and then confused because they don't know what the emotions are they are feeling and expressing on the outside of them. So we can't sit here and talk about how unfair it is as women that we carry this huge mental load and men don't when that's not truth. Not to me. Men carry a huge mental load. So we can't even go down that road with men. Men's mental health is so fucking... <laughs> so watered down it's not funny like there's just not a big enough spotlight don't get me wrong there is a spotlight there but the spotlight's still not big enough we sat here as women right and fought for the right to live our lives we fought for equality we fought for being able to work and have careers and vote and all these amazing things that you know women fought for and they fought for feminism and they fought for all of these things whatever feminism means to you I trust promise you it fucking doesn't mean the same thing to me um and that's great like you know like women there's this you know equilibrium happening with men and women but the reality is is men have still drawing the short straw on that side of it because we want our rights upheld and we want equality but and that's great, and but men still don't have equality with us in regards to feeling safe to be in their feelings and emotions. We all want them to be, we all invite it, but the reality is, is do they even get a chance when we're so deep in ours? And it's like finding that balance with your partner where it's okay. Yeah. 
because men can be the best actors in the fucking world, man. Just ask anyone that has buried their husband due to mental health. Just ask them, they'll tell ya. So while you're on this healing journey, whether you're a man or a woman, yeah, look. Look and see if you can find the equal balance in there because it's, it's, I promise you it doesn't exist. Like, my brother, he's working really hard to try and normalise mental health for men. Like, he's, it's, he's got this big vision and this big dream and he wants to work in this arena and I know it's something, we've had lots of conversations about it. And I'm actually going to get him back on this podcast because I really want to do a com podcast with him about men's mental health um, and how, you know, he's in a workplace now where they're very, <clears throat> not very they're, there's a few of them that are quite open about it. They feel like it's okay to have these conversations. I fucking love that. Um, we've made things like having depression and anxiety and all those things okay, like it's normal, like you're not fucked in the head. But it's still female-dominated place. It's still a, you know. Um, and we need to make it more normal for men. Because there's a lot of aggression. Uh, you know, when men are aggressive, it's big. <laughs> like, when a man's aggressive and raging out, it's fucking huge, man. Like, compared to what we do, it's huge and it's scary. Scary 9 out of 10 because they have the physical advantage over us, right? So... When they go, we're like, holy fuck. The thing is, is that if they're dealing with unresolved trauma and unresolved emotions and they don't know how to do it, they're the same as us. I think women need to understand that, that men actually roll very same as us in regards to they then turn their emotions into anger and rage because they don't know how to deal and or it's too hard. And then they become highly aggressive people. I know I was very aggressive. But put me next to a man... That's my size showing aggression. If you're going to be scared of one of us, it's going to be him. And you've got to look at that and go, okay, what part of you is just a fucking animal? You know, like, how do you, how do you decipher some men are just fucking animals and they just can't fucking deal? Or some men are just that fucking broken that they don't know how to express their emotions. It's not up to you to fix that man. It's not up to you to do that. And I'm not saying run at it and be like, oh my God, it's okay to be angry and aggressive because I know you've got unresolved trauma you need to deal with. Don't do that. But when a man is angry and spiralling, just fucking sit there with boundaries, you know, and let them talk. Let them talk. Do you know how many times we don't let men talk about their feelings? We actually stop a, stop the whole the whole thing in its tracks because it's too uncomfortable for us. Because we're not used to hearing it as much as they're not used to saying it. See, I love people. I'm not here fighting for women's mental health. I'm here fighting for people. Just because I'm a woman, it doesn't mean that I'm here just for women. I'm here for people. And that's super important. So whether you're a man or a woman, the same shit that I say to you applies to you. It applies to you. It's, it's genderless. 
you have to hold yourself accountable if you are getting angry and aggressive as a man and you know you're not dealing with trauma then that is on you a hundred percent it's not about this trigger bullshit and this is across the genders one thing i fucking hate and i hate this word and i've used it a few times because it has related to me is triggers it's not up to me to dance around your triggers when I don't know them, when you're not actively working on the thing that triggers you, the trauma that has you triggered by my behaviour. You've got to be actively working on that trauma for me to then back off and go, fuck, okay, this is a trigger and you're working on this. It's not that I'm pushing your buttons on purpose. It's like, if you're not actively working on the trauma that gave you this trigger that I've set off, then how the fuck is it my responsibility that now you're hurting and now you're mad? This is what I mean. Take accountability. Take responsibility. Where do you start? Wherever you feel like you need to start. Trust your gut. I always start with the pros, whether it's holistically or medically or clinically. I start with the pros and I grow from there. And I educate myself. And I, if it resonates with me, I hold it. I search the internet, I go to group sessions, I talk to different people that are in different healing modalities and different spaces and I pull the information and I take what resonates with me and I discard what was bullshit to me and I felt I try all the different things until something works. That's what I do. The one thing I try and do is gain understanding and gain, you know, and educate myself around different things like trauma bonding. And it's really important to understand why you're the way you are when you are angry and you're shitty and you're bitter and you're twisted and you're raging out. It's really important to gain that understanding. And if you're not gaining the understanding, the behaviour is never going to stop because you've created no awareness to it. And that makes everything you do from that point on your fucking fault. Because not choosing to... Work on yourself constantly and consistently is choosing to be the person you are right now. Well, that was a kick in the ass, right? Fuck, I think I just kicked my own self in the ass. Jesus. Didn't think that was going to happen tonight, guys. Sorry about it. <laughs> Alright, that's a lot. That's a lot to take on. <clears throat> so I'm going to stop there because that's a big one. Um... Don't forget, yeah, you do have a thousand reasons to be angry. Fuck, you might have a million reasons to be angry. But you don't have one fucking reason, not one fucking reason that you need to stay that way. And you're the only person that can change that. <coughs> so go out there and fuck this week in the ass. Just fuck it off. Make some changes. Find some growth. And fucking do you. Live your life. Chase a better life. Chase fucking happy. Chase peace. Alright guys, thanks for joining me. Don't forget um, to grab your copy of Hold My Soul. Um, you can download it or purchase your physical copy on renmcqueen.com. Um, and I will see you next week.
We've got some cool shit coming this month, actually, so watch out for that. Jump on the website and keep updated. But thanks for joining me. Have a fucking mad week. Peace out.